In the Doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at Park to help you forget about how just disgustingly cold it is this morning. It's five right now outside the studios. A little hot-blooded from Forna. David Teal coming up in just a little bit, but as we've been previewing, it's time now for the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. And good morning, William. How are you, my friend? I'm uh, well, but I'm chilly like you. Yes, it is five degrees here in Blacksburg as well. (laughs) And uh, I'm glad we don't have to do anything outside today, but I feel bad for our students that have to walk across the drill field. And around campus today. It's going to be chilly. It is. It's very, very chilly. Hey, we've got some congratulations to hand out here, first off, right? Yes, David Teal, our Sports Writer of the Year in our Commonwealth of Virginia, again this year. Well-deserved, such a talented journalist and wordsmith, as everyone knows. And I know David's coming up here a little bit on your show as well. Uh, And Mike Burnup, for the second time, wins the NSMA Virginia Sportscaster of the Year Award. And for the year 2023, and it was a good year for Mike. He called his 500th consecutive Virginia Tech football game, Mm -hmm. hasn't missed a game in 41 years, called his 31st Virginia Tech bowl game, and now he's in his 28th year on our basketball broadcasts. That's a pretty good run, and he had a really good year, and he's still at the top of his game. Absolutely, absolutely. Congrats to both of those guys, well-deserved, and uh, Man, let's get it on, man, tonight. I mean, Hokies and and who's. uh, This is a big one tonight in the ACC for both these squads. It really is. You know, Virginia's really good at home. They've won 19 in a row. That's the second longest streak in college basketball behind just Boise State. At home, their average margin is a plus 24. So 
they blow everyone out at home where they're undefeated. But on the road, they really struggle. They're, they, they have a minus 20 margin on the road. That is one of the most dramatic home-slash-road splits that you will see. Uh, I watched their Memphis game. They got blown out. I watched their Notre Dame game blown out in South Bend. Wake Forest got Wake Forest is pretty good, by the way, particularly yeah. at home this past week. But when they play on their home court at JPJ, they're really good. And the Hokies, as you know, they struggled on the road. They haven't won a game on the road yet this year. So this this would be a good one to get, but it's always tough up there. It is. It really is. Of course, uh, we hope, right? We'll find out, I guess, uh, a little later on, maybe right before game time, about Hunter Couture's availability. That will be huge. Looks, well, that's Yeah, that's what Coach Young said at the, at the ACC media uh, teleconference the other day, his uh, He's not sure. I mean, if Hunter if Hunter was ready to go, this is coming off a, a concussion type of thing. If he was ready to go, um, you know, my, this isn't gamesmanship from Mike. He would he would say he's going to play. So, uh, Padula has to keep it going. I mean, he was the ACC Player of the Week. He had an amazing week last week. First time he has won that award. Uh, but you know, it really comes down to defense for the Hokies. You know. Rick, the Hokies are two and three in, in the ACC, right? They've played five games. Mm-hmm. In each of the five, they've outshot their opponent. Right. They got to get some stops. They, they, you, you, you got to, you got to be better defensively. I, and, and Virginia, you know, that's kind of their thing, right? I mean, if you look at the pace of play, Virginia's back to where it has been in terms of. of you know, every offensive statistic, advanced stat that looks at pace and scoring and, you know, shots per minute, points per minute. I mean, Virginia's back to where it was. Uh, you you got to get stops because if you, you get behind by double digits tonight, it's going to be really hard to come back against UVA. And they are struggling offensively, so maybe that helps out Tech's defense a little bit. But Couture's their best defender, so that's another reason they need him back tonight. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game, and and it, a point, either one or a half a point. I'm not, I forget how that goes. For, in the Commonwealth Clash, there you go, is up for grabs tonight, uh, up at JPJ. Hey, it's a rivalry game, and I know what it means to the kids on both sides and the fans on both sides, and they're always fun. It's 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 uh, it'd be a great night for the Hokies to get their 11th win. And the ladies tomorrow will be uh, taking on Duke down in Durham. Of course, uh, trying to shake off uh, that difficult uh, outcome against uh, Florida State and Tallahassee. Yeah, they kind of had a similar story. I mean, they scored a bunch of points uh, down in Tally, but gave up. They you score eighty-two points on on a, in a road game. You, you ought to win it. Yeah, and uh, and it's, but you know, but eighty-seven, eighty-two the other day uh, down in in in, in Tallahassee. But yeah, Florida State's good at home too. And Florida State's ranked. So that's that's kind of what that that was, but you know their schedule is going to be really dicey down the stretch uh, here in the last six weeks of the season. But they've got a really really good team. I think everybody knows Kitley's playing at an unbelievably high level. But it comes down to defense uh, tomorrow night. Of course, you can hear tonight's game and tomorrow night's game. Uh, well, on the Bear uh, for tonight uh, here locally, and uh, one hundred point seven tomorrow night locally and everything on the Hokie Sports app regardless of where you are. I encourage you just to click that live audio link. You can listen to every tech sports broadcast on your phone, laptop, iPad, in your car. It's really great. And uh, I've been doing it a bunch, traveling around. I listen to Evan call a, a women's game or Zach and Mike call a men's game. I've been doing these bowl games and I'm 
in airports and whatnot. It's just a, that app is really cool. Well, the football convention is going on, the coaches' convention, and there's going to be a lot on this agenda, right? A lot of things going to be discussed. Yeah, they just kind of, well, I guess they, they finished it up. They, they're disappointed. You know, first of all, the coaches are the ones that fought for the early signing period. Right. And, but, 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 you know, that was, and at the time it made sense. The, the NCAA said, no, the signing period's in February, and that's when it always was. But the coaches were saying back in the day, well, what's happening is, is we know who we want to sign, and now we've got to, in November, and we've got to wait all the way till February, and we're losing kids. So they put this early signing date in. The problem is it's overlapping with all these coaching changes. It's overlapping now with the playoff. And so you've got to recruit while you're coaching your biggest games. And... Kids are opting out of bowl games. It's just a mess right now. And, and that was the number one thing. Uh, the, the coaches are saying much of the same thing that fans are saying. Like, who's running NIL? Who's making the rules? Uh, and, and then what to do with opt-outs. Yeah. I, Both on the coach's side and the player's side. Mm-hmm. I, you, you can talk to 10 people that are really intelligent in college, collegiate athletics, and you're going to get 10 different answers on how to handle this. Do we pay kids to stay in bowl games? Do we use NIL that every play, to get kids to play? Do we move bowl games to the start of the season? I, I've heard that brought up. You find out who's going to be good, and you, you know, play a bowl game in week zero to start the season. Yeah. Remember the old kickoff classic? Sure, sure. I like that idea, and, to but, be honest with you. I like that. I don't know. Uh, uh, so, so, but, but they got to figure out this recruiting situation because coaches are getting ready to, to sign a recruiting class. Uh, at the same time, they're going to get ready to coach their biggest college football playoff game of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the, the schedule overlaps. It would be like, I mean, think about this. Imagine if NBA free agency started between the semifinals and the finals of right. the NBA playoffs. Right. I mean, that's what's happening. And... You're, you're, who's going to be? This is my team on December first, but who do I have on my team December eighth? Mm-hmm. And it, it's really challenging. Whether you're in the playoff or not, you maybe just go into a bowl game, and you're trying to like we saw with Tulane. I mean, that was the most surreal experience when the Hokies played Tulane. Mm-hmm. The, the left defensive end that started for Tulane had already transferred to Houston, and the right defensive end who started for Tulane. Had already transferred to TCU. Yeah, yeah. But yet they're playing for Tulane, and it just seemed—it seems a bit weird. And and you can see it from the players' perspective. These are my guys. I want to play. My coach left, but I'm still a senior at Tulane. I have another year left. I'm going to go somewhere else. But these are my guys. I want to play one more game. But it's just really hard if you're if you're the coach at, at TCU and you see the Hokies playing against the guy. And you're like, what if he gets hurt? I know, I know. Yeah, it's 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 just weird. It, it's it, it really is. Uh, it's got to change because I, I I hate that whole thing. If you're transferring, you shouldn't play. You're done. But anyway, I, I agree with you. I agree. Well, or or you push the window back. See, I think that's what you can do. You can transfer. Yeah. But yeah. make it be in January. Right, and then announce later. Right. Don't don't make the kids. Yeah, we're making the kids decide the first week in December. Hmm. That we set the calendar, right? That's what the coaches are saying. <laughs> so it's not the kids' fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's wild. It is wild. Hey, speaking of uh, getting back, uh, Tech's got uh, kids back, right? Five transfers, nine high school kids. Who do you like coming out of the portal to make a big impact? Well, it's funny. So yesterday was our first day of classes at Tech. So we have 14 young uh, men for the Tech football team, five transfers, and then nine high school kids graduated early and enrolled at Tech. So we have 14 uh, newcomers. By the way, those not, I got six of them in class today. Oh, cool. I'm going to have six six of our incoming freshmen in our intro to sports media class this afternoon, uh-huh. and I, I'm eager to meet them. I mean, these kids, you know, they're giving up the second semester of their high school, their final semester of high school. They're giving up, you know, prom and all the things that you do yeah, yeah. as a high school senior. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, you know, they're also a bit younger, <laughs> right? They're, they're you know, they, they, you know, some of them aren't 18 yet. Uh, so that'll be an interesting uh, experience for them to jump into a college class with some 22-year-olds here today. But they're going to find that same thing on the field if they get on there in the fall. There's people a lot older than them playing against them. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, Kelvin Gilliam as a kid from Richmond who I did a story on last week. I think he's going to really help the Hokies on the defensive line. He's transferring from Oklahoma. Um, 6'3", about 300 pounds, going to be a really good player. Sam Brumfield from Middle Tennessee is here on campus now taking classes at Tech. He was a second-team all-conference USA pick at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, you know, a year ago, we, we saw how Jalen Lane impacted the Hokies from that team. Brumfield is a guy that probably slip, slides right into the Mike linebacker slot at Tech. And we talk about Aeneas Peebles, who was a third-team all-ACC player. And there's another example, right? He he had to make a decision. Do I, Duke's coach left, right? Duke's coach left and went to Texas A&M. What am I going to do next year? I don't know who my coach is going to be. Well, I want to transfer to Virginia Tech. He did. He says, I'm transferring to Tech. But Duke had one more game to play. So he played for Duke in their bowl game against Troy. And he played great. And he was one of the best players on the field for Duke in their bowl game. And, you know, Duke hired Manny Diaz to be their new coach. Duke wanted to keep him, but but he maintained his commitment to Tech, and he came. But, see, there's an example. See what I'm talking about, Rick? Yeah, We We made him make the – we, I shouldn't say we, not like you and I. Yeah. The college football calendar made him make the decision of where he wanted to play next year before Duke's season was over. And Brent Pryor. He says, no, I'm going to Tech. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he said, "I'm going to Tech. I want to, but I also love my current teammates, and I want to play. I want to be with my guys one more game. He can't play for Tech in its bowl game, so he played for Duke in their bowl game. It was just kind of crazy. But he's in here. Here, I think he'll help the Hokies for sure. Oh no! I mean, those three dudes on defense are, are going to help. So when you look at like where the Hokies should be picked, I mean, there, there, there's 14 different guys on our team today that weren't here." For the UVA game. Mm-hmm. Four, that's a lot of numbers, right? 14 new players. I'm not talking about enrolling in August. I'm talking about now. Yeah. Going through winter workouts in the spring, and five of them had playing experience at other schools. So I think the Hokies will be a lot better on defense, and they, they address their needs up front and, and at linebacker. It's the Roth Report here on BDST. We're going to step out, take a break, come back. It'll be time for the SMA update. A lot going on there. Plus, we'll have Bill's Baker team game of the week. Got the NFL football weekend. Tech Hoops. We'll see which way he goes. And the NRB Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth. More coming up after this. 
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. And True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Morning, hun. Breakfast is almost ready. I just love cooking on my new stove. I'm so glad we called Louise to help us sell our old house and find a new one with a larger kitchen. She worked so hard to find us just the right property. I just love it. This is Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. When you are ready to find your larger space, check us out at nrvhomes.com. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda work hard to find your right space. Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed. Early bird special, only $49.99. That's right, weight loss seminar Tuesday, January 30th at the Holiday Inn, Christiansburg, Blacksburg, and Christiansburg. Weight loss seminar 530, stop smoking seminar 8 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And it's the Roth Report here on BDST with the voice of Tech football, Bill Roth, and the SMA heating up here in mid-January. You know we have 331 students. i got to check the number. That's what we had at the end of the semester, but it's actually that number is certainly changing. Uh, for example, Kelvin Gilliam, the young man who I just was mentioning yeah. from Highland Springs, he transferred to Tech from Oklahoma. He's in our SMA program, uh, and he wants to get into this when he's done with his football career. But we'll have all six of those incoming freshmen are going to be in our class today. We're going to start uh, with our intro to sports media class this afternoon. We've got a bunch of kids uh, covering the Tech UVA game in Charlottesville tonight. Very cool. And we're, uh, we're going to send a couple down to Durham tomorrow for the Duke women's game. So they'll be at Cameron uh, tomorrow night. So I'm excited about that. By the way, I want to also mention that if you're a Red Sox fan or a Roger Clemens fan, let's just put it that way, he's going to be the guest speaker at uh, Baseball Night in Blacksburg coming up. The tickets are available. Uh, it's the 16th annual Baseball Night in Blacksburg, and it's on February the 10th. There are some tickets still available to see uh, Roger Clemens speak to our team and to our fans uh, here this year. In just under a month. Man, that's a great get right there, right? Have Roger come in here. Oh man, that's fun right there. Fans will be, <laughs> be that, that place is going to be full, right? It's got to be for Roger. Roger, they Clemens. do a great job. They've always done a great job of getting guest speakers to come in and speak. And Coach Chef and his staff uh, have contacts with Roger, and they were able to get him. But we've had some great media people. We've had some of the greatest players ever. I mean. I mean, Rogers up there. Cal Ripken has been here. It's been it's been a really good event over the years here uh, to start the baseball season. I know you look outside, and it's uh, <laughs> well, it's seven degrees here now. It's but, seven, baby. You know, ba- baseball. Yeah, baseball season's about to begin, <laughs> right? Pitchers and catchers report in a few weeks, and and um, you know, I looked on the map yesterday. It was ninety degrees down in Miami. Those guys are probably already playing inter squad games. No doubt. No infield doubt. practice down there getting ready to play. So uh, 
You know, we have a great indoor facility at Tech for our baseball and our softball team, and uh, they'll be over there today. The heat will be on, but they'll be over there uh, <laughs> practicing. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, now, which way are you going for the Baker team game of the week? So many choices. I know. I'm going Chiefs-Bills. I know that's probably uh, the cop-out. And no, so many no. of the games last week were, were, were bad, except for the Detroit game. Yeah. Uh, but although the Steelers did make it a, a 24-17 game in the fourth. They, they did. just couldn't get the stop. They did. They rallied. Yeah, to their credit. Yeah, they did. But, uh, yeah, there was really only one good – I mean, unless you're like a Jordan Love fan, and then there was that was the game. Yeah, how good was he? By the way, unbelievable the way he's developed. I'm happy for him. That's, that's unbelievable. Uh, C.J. Stroud's story is wonderful. It's just it's fun to watch those two guys. But the uh, the the Chiefs Bill game, Bills game, I think will be really fun to watch. And uh, so we're going with that as our uh, Baker team game of the week. I think that's a, a good choice all the way around. Speaking of good choices, it's always a good choice when it's Bill's NRB Heart Clinic Top 3. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. I'm always ready for Bill's Countdown. Here we go. Which way are we headed today? Yeah. Well, you know, Hunter Couture's been out with, with his concussion, and Sean Fadula was the ACC Player of the Week in ACC Men's Basketball, and he had 33 points against Miami. That uh, tied for the most by an ACC player in a single game this year and the fifth highest ever in Tech history, right? Oh, okay. In an ACC game. So I thought, you know, we've had great scoring guards at Virginia Tech over oh, the years. Oh, no doubt. But the modern fan, the new kids, and new kids on the block, so to speak, right, may not know. Who are the top three scorers in Virginia Tech history? Oh, okay. Who are the top three? Uh, number three... Malcolm Delaney, mm-hmm. who played in the ACC for Tech. Uh, number two, Del Curry. Shenandoah Valley product, who starred for Tech as a uh, shooting guard and then in the NBA, and he's doing color with the Hornets TV now. And the number one score in Tech basketball history yeah. from Lewisburg is Bimbo Coles, 2,484 points. So he is the all-time scoring leader at Virginia Tech. The top three scorers in Tech history are guards. And you got to call every one of those baskets because uh, Bimbo Coles was special, wasn't he? He was a special guy. All those guys. Well, I missed I missed his first year. I got his last You got three. his last three. Okay. So, yeah. It was close, yeah. yeah. You got his last three. Right. I would have had yeah, Custis. I, I, got, uh, I didn't know that list. I would have had Custis ahead of Delaney. So that's interesting to know Delaney passed Ace. I didn't know where Ace was on this list. But here is the here is the most unique stat. There are a lot of unique stats in basketball, but not a lot of people would get this. You know, we've had some really good guards, obviously, and good defensive players. The all-time steals leader at Virginia Tech, the most steals, Oof. is Del Curry. Really? Isn't that something? They go along with the second leading score. Wow. Okay. One would assume just a great three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I've talked to Dell and, and Bimbo about this both. They say, you know, the, there are a lot of players that can score, a lot of players that can shoot, but if you want to have a long NBA career, you've got to be able to guard people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bimbo, especially in, at the NBA level, I, Bimbo's career is keep the ball in front of you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> don't foul. That's right. Guard people. Do you guard people and you get you, you're able to guard someone, you know, the the NBA the twenty four clock, you guard twenty four second clock. You guard someone for six or seven seconds and they can't beat you off the off the dribble, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that team's taking a bad shot. Yep. That's right. And and, and that's a defensive stop and NBA coaches are all about that. You just because once you get beat off the dribble and everybody in the NBA's got great offensive skills on the perimeter. Once you get beat off the dribble, you're getting a teammate in foul trouble, right? Or the other guy's getting to the rim and scoring. Either way, it's your fault. Yeah. So if you can't guard anyone, you can't. You're not going to have a long. Like both of those guys, Denver well, played 18 years in that league. You got to be able to guard people, and that makes you valuable. Very cool. Very cool. That's a good one, man. That's a really good one. I wouldn't have known. I knew the first one, but I, I don't know if I'd have known the other two in that order. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, listen, man. Well, really looking forward to tonight's yeah. Tech ADA game. Yeah. It's great. We had a great football win up there. It's time to uh, time to win the basketball game there as well tonight. Well, have fun in class today. I know you will. I know you will. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, my friend. Have Take care. Week. There you go. That's uh, the Roth Report here on BDST. Good stuff from Bill, as always. We're going to take a break. Come back. From one Hall of Famer to the next, and another award for our next guest, David Teal from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. He will preview the big game tonight in Charlottesville as we roll along here on this Wednesday. Don't go away. From the WRID News Center, I'm Bill Trefero with the latest news in the New River Valley. Warming shelters are opening all over the area as temperatures plummet into the single digits. You'll need to check with your school system, but almost all schools have either a delayed opening or are closed altogether. Appalachian Power has been working to get electricity back to almost everyone in the listening area, almost being the key word. More than 100 customers are in the dark in Blacksburg. Icy conditions are being reported on area roadways, especially between Cave Springs and Bent Mountain, and on Route 749, that's Patterson Ford Road in Giles County. State police say that a man from Floyd died in a car accident back on January 12th. That crash occurring just a little before 8 o'clock in the evening on Friday in Wythe County. The driver, Jim C. Lemon, was operating a 2008 Ford Focus when his vehicle veered off of Turkey Farm Road, flipped over, and ended up upside down in Cove Creek. Police say Lemon was not wearing a seatbelt and was transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. He was the only person in that car. In state news, Democrats in the General Assembly want to postpone votes on several constitutional questions until next year. The Senate Privileges and Election Committee voted yesterday to carry over the consideration of amendments that would protect reproductive rights, repeal the state's ban on same-sex marriage, and allow felons to vote after completing their prison or jail sentences. Democrats say the delay won't impact the timeline for passing the measures, since constitutional amendments are usually introduced in odd number years. The committee also voted down Republican-sponsored bills that would have ended voter registration on Election Day and shortened the state's early voting period. And that's your news update. From the WRAD News Center, I'm Bill Trefiro.
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. <laughs> so what do you think of the new big screen TV? Pretty good fit in this room, huh? Man, I'm so glad we called Louise to help us find our new home. That apartment was just too small with the new baby. Louise listened to what we wanted, we discussed what we needed, and she found us this great house. We're so happy here. This is Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long & Foster Realtors. When you are ready to purchase, check us out at nrvhomes.com. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda will work hard to find your right space. up there from uh, Bill Roth as usual. Text line's open for you, 744-2990. Joining us on the program now. He's the multiple Hall of Fame member, award winner, and he collected yet another piece of hardware last night. Congratulations to David Till, who joins us, the Sports Writer of the Year. David, how are you, man? And I couldn't think of anyone else that that award should go to than yourself, my friend. Oh, thanks, Rick. You're too kind. All right, we got a big one tonight, Charlottesville. It feels like this is almost, I know it's mid-January, but maybe a knockout game, right? I mean, uh, tell us about the Hokies and the Cavs tonight in Charlottesville. This is going to be a very interesting contest. Rick, it's, it's large for both teams, as you referenced, but I think larger for UVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Cavaliers just aren't as well positioned as the Hokies in the metrics in terms of NCAA tournament resume, given Virginia's immense struggles on the road, holding serve at home, just feels paramount. And the Cavaliers have won 19 in a row at John Paul Jones Arena. That's the second longest winning streak home court in the country behind Boise State's 22. And if, if the Cavaliers let this one slip, Then they have to go to Georgia Tech on Saturday. Mm. And I don't know how many of your listeners stayed up till almost midnight last (laughs) night watching Georgia Tech, but holy smokes. They're down eight or nine with a buck 40 to go in regulation at Clemson and start raining threes, and they somehow win that sucker in double overtime. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some dudes now who can score. And that will be a problematic game for, for UVA. So uh, as important as tonight is for the Hokies, I think it is more so uh, for the Cavaliers. No, I think that's a terrific point. And as, as good as they've been, and look, he's won a national title, and it's not really a criticism, but 
you know, Tony Bennett's had some trouble, right, uh, keeping offense consistent down in Charlottesville. And at times he didn't really need it as much because that pack line was so good. But what do you, what do you, what do you contribute that to, just the fact the offense hasn't been year in, year out, as consistent as, no, as Tony Bennett's striving for? No, it has not been, Rick. But I think a bigger issue this year is the pack line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is designed to literally – pack the paint, and force teams to shoot beyond the arc. In their last four ACC games, and this includes a victory over Louisville, Virginia is allowing teams to shoot 56.5% inside the arc. That is untenable. Right. That can't continue if Virginia is going to have the season it wants to have, and that its fans expect to have. They have Reese Beekman, who's the reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year and arguably the premier on-ball defender in the country. But his teammates have not been good on the ball. Teams are getting into the paint, and Virginia does not have a rim protector as of yet. Um, maybe Jordan Miner, who started Saturday at Wake Forest, the transfer from Merrimack, can start to provide that. But he has not done so on a consistent basis by any stretch. Blake Buchanan, the freshman, just seems too young. And Grove, the transfer from Oklahoma, who occasionally plays the five, that's, he's out of position. He's a natural stretch four. Uh, so, believe it or not, as, as good as this Virginia team on paper defensively is, and a lot of teams would like to be this good defensively, it's not up to their standards and certainly not enough to overcome the offensive hiccups. David Teal joining us on the program, the Hall of Famer breaking down the Hokies and the Hoos tonight. And from the tech side of things, I guess we'll find out. I know he's still going through the concussion protocol, but, boy, if they have – Hunter Couture available tonight, then that's even a better shot at maybe that upset on the road. No question. I mean, Rick, we saw it last year. Tech didn't win a game when Hunter Couture was out mm-hmm. with that injury. That's right. And uh, did not win Saturday against Miami w- w- without him. Uh, need him desperately. And he's not only a shooter, he's their best on-the-ball defender, I would argue, an all-ACC defensive team caliber player. And what is fascinating to me is I think normally Reese Beekman on Couture is Virginia's best play. But even if, if Hunter plays tonight, given the heater that Sean Padula is on <laughs> – I think Beekman's going to start on him. Mm-hmm. Just because, Rick, I, I was talking to Brian Cox in, in the Virginia Tech Sports Information Office, and, and he did some research on the last Virginia Tech player. Just, you know, he scored 91 points in the last three games. Right. The last Hokie to do that was Bimbo Coles (laughs) in his junior season, which was a long time ago. 1988 
89. Coles went on a six-game, five or six-game tear late in that season where he averaged, averaged, mind you, like 38 and 9. It was was stupid how how, how much he was scoring. But the crazy thing about Padula is his best three-game stretch against the ACC competition before this was like 50 points right. in a three-game stretch. And now he's at 91. I mean, it's it's wild. It makes perfect sense, though, what you're saying, right? Because you know Tony Bennett's notice. He's like, whoa, we got to do something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Beatman's got to be on him to start the game tonight. Has to be. Uh, th- that is my suspicion and actually my hope because I think it'd be fast- it'll be fascinating to watch. Um, but, you know, in, in, in tech – as as we've seen, you know, Tech's only one and two in this three game stretch that that, that Purdue has been been so good. So he, he can't do it by himself. You know, he need they need Tyler Nickel to, to shoot it well like he did against in the win over Clemson. Uh, and, and they need contributions from uh, Lynn Kidd and Melijah Poteet and Robbie Barron and Makai Long and MJ Collins. So it's it's going to be a very intriguing night at JPJ. Well, David, two of the worst predictions I've made on this show were two years ago I thought Miami football would be back when they brought Mario Cristobal and Josh Gaddis in. Oops. And this year when I said, hey, Clemson basketball, it's not going to be like it has been before. Brad Brunel's got a good team. I saw them up close in person when Radford played down there. Yet here they are. You've already referenced it, but another loss last night at home. Five losses overall. Is Clemson basketball kind of like Miami football, right? I just are they ever going to be back under Brad Brunell? Well, it's funny. We Mike Barber and I were on the pod yesterday, and I I told him I thought and that Clemson is the third best team in the league, and I think they should be. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stunned at how they lost last night. Uh, you know, to, at home, you, you've got to be able to close that out. But they went three for 21 beyond the arc, and Georgia Tech made 15 threes. Yeah. You get outscored 45 to nine beyond the arc, and yet you still almost win. If if, if Hunter makes that the both ends of of, of that uh, two two free throws late, they win in regulation. So it's 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 a crazy game, and now they're two and four in the league. You know they've had just some excruciating losses. Uh, they really do need to bounce back, um, but I haven't lost faith in them yet. Don't give up on your prediction. Okay, all right, all right. Well, in this league overall, as you look at, it, I mean, it's very competitive. Just going over some of the results you're talking, about, especially when you go on the road, you just you got to buckle down and play hard, but. Nationally, what kind of respect do you think this league is getting? Still, so much to be determined. We're just halfway through January. Right. I mean, we're very early in the conference season, and it it's an interesting kind of division right now. Obviously, Carolina and Duke are top twenty teams, and Tar Heels are arguably a top five squad right now. Last year at this time, the ACC had five teams below 200 on the net. 
Right now, there's only two ACC teams below or no, below 150, excuse me, on, on the net. And that's Notre Dame and Louisville. And Notre Dame's right there on the cusp at like 157. So the league has fewer bad teams. Now, that may be damning with faint praise, but I do think it speaks to the competitiveness that you referenced. The ACC's problem, though, as it gazes ahead to March, is beyond Duke and Carolina and maybe Clemson. The metrics still really like the Tigers. Um, but there are there's just a cluster of teams that you would consider proverbial bubble types. That includes Virginia and Virginia Tech and NC State and Wake. So how those teams shake out, and, and I know it's counterintuitive with NC State. They're sitting there five and one in the league. After beating Wake last night, NC State did not make a three last night. Still beat Wake. Lost Kevin Keats in the first half to an ejection when he picked up two technical fouls, uh, fussing at the officials. So it it is a and, – and that's where the Hokies are headed on, on Saturday. Right. Uh, down to Raleigh to play NC State. So – I think at the, at the end of the day, Rick, the ACC, you know, they were unhappy with five bids each of the last two seasons. I think they'll get to five, at least five again, maybe sneak in a sixth or a seventh. Uh, but you know, the, the, the days of eight and nine, uh, at least temporarily, uh, have, have been put on pause. Well, finally, Dave, I want to ask you about uh, one of the nicest people I've met in this biz, uh, business, Jeff Jones, who's going to step down for the remainder of the year because of his health. Have you heard um, Is he how his spirits are? Is he projected to be okay, or do you think this might be it for him? I, I just I, That guy is just a, a terrific individual, one of the good guys in the business, and I hate to see him going through all this. I know. It's, Jeff's been through the ringer to uh, – Suffice to say, you know, he several years ago he publicly revealed that he has prostate cancer, and mm-hmm. he's been he had surgery and been dealing with that and the after effects and treatments. And then back in December, when the Monarchs were out at a tournament in Hawaii, he had a heart attack, and he was out there hospitalized for several days, and he's he's home now. But, yes, he's, he's taking the rest of the year. My suspicion, Rick, is, is, is sad as sad as this is to say, is that just coaching days are probably over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I just think it's time to, to focus on his health. And, you know, he's been doing it a long time. I think just a, just a year younger than I, so that would peg him at 62 or 63 in that range. And, you know, I just, I, I, I would guess that he and Danae, his wife, will say, let's just focus on us mm-hmm. right now because coaching is so hard and it takes a lot out of you physically and mentally and emotionally. 
and uh, he's been doing it a long time and doing it at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's maybe it's just time for him to be a little selfish. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's what we all want. Just want him to get better right now. All right, well, David, listen, great stuff as always, man. Again, congratulations on your latest award, and uh, have fun, man. You're going to have a blast down there tonight. I know you will. Absolutely. Thanks, Ray. All right, there you go. That's David Teal, the Hall of Famer again, the Sports Writer of the Year here in the Commonwealth. Good stuff from him. We're coming back to wrap it up after this as we roll along here on a Wednesday. the only way to forget about the cold today be a little sedated thanks to keon brown to roth david teal great stuff good power hour as always with bill and david you want to stay warm tonight come on out to the deadman center the uh radford highlanders are uh, taking on the gardner webb running bulldogs seven o'clock tonight we'll be on the air at 6 30 here on the Radford Radio Network, but uh, Radford trying to get back on the winning track. They're running into a stretch with four or five games here at home in Radford, so you'll have some opportunities to come and uh, watch the gentlemen in action. So come on out, and if you come out, say hey, and uh, enjoy a great atmosphere here tonight. Tech and UVA in the ACC. Just heard uh, Teal break it down there. I think he's exactly right. It's about UVA probably having a little bit more pressure on them than Virginia Tech right now, just looking at the metrics and so forth. And we'll see how it all gets laid out tonight. And um, Hunter Couture's addition will, if that happens, will be a boon for Tech. And can Sean Padula keep rolling it off? Yeah, it's interesting stuff right there. Um, Interesting stuff right there about the uh, 91 points over three games, the most since uh, Bimbo Coles in that same type of span. It's been that long. So he's definitely been a, a guy who's been carrying the offense and going against the pack line. And a guy like Beekman, if Couture's not out there, it's really going to uh, uh, be a situation where He's going to have to earn it, Sean Padula, tonight. All right, everybody enjoy. Thanks for participating as always. Stay warm as you can, and we'll see you tomorrow.
all of us here at New Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.